Welcome to Rebel and Create's Fatherhood Field Notes podcast, where we hear real stories from real men living real lives. I'm your guide, Ned Shout. Fatherhood is not only about being a dad. It incorporates providing and serving a home, loving and serving a spouse, engaging and serving in a community, as well as intentionally serving your kiddos. Fatherhood is an adventure, one full of fun, wild, and definitely messy stories. In this podcast, we will hear stories from real men who have found themselves living the adventure of fatherhood. This was a killer conversation around fatherhood with my new friend, James Lopez. This guy is passionate about fatherhood. Check him out online. He has started a website, Cool for Dads, which is a platform for dads to find fun things to do with their kids. Think of it as like a Yelp for dads, and he is working to create opportunities and find opportunities for dads to go out and have fun with their kids. And you could submit ideas that you have, which will then get posted up so that other dads can hear about what you're doing. So that is awesome. He also started the hashtag fatherhood is lit and is regularly on Instagram and Facebook posting incredibly intentional content around fatherhood. You'll hear it in his voice. He's a passionate dude, passionate about his kids and passionate about inspiring other dads to really rise up to their full potential in their relationships with their kiddos. Enjoy this conversation around fatherhood. And if you like it, share it, write a review. And thanks for listening to Rebel and Creates Fatherhood Field Notes. All right, welcome to another episode of Rebel and Creates Fatherhood Field Notes. I got my new friend James Lopez on here. What's up, man? What's up? What's up? Glad to be here, man. Honored. Honored to be here with you, Ned. Yeah, dude. I've been listening to your podcast and all that you're doing around fatherhood. And it's just so cool to meet a dad who's so passionate about fatherhood. So, dude, welcome. Likewise. Likewise, man. Um, You know, sometimes you we meet a lot of dads in this field, right? But you don't know which ones are the real ones. <laughs> so I'm glad to have met you. You're one of the real ones, not only for yeah, your man. kids, but for, the, for society as well. So thank you. Society needs those examples. Well, dude, thank you. So before we get into it, okay, you've got a website, Cool for Dads, which we'll talk about. You've got a hashtag, fatherhood is lit. Uh, So I want to talk about those things and and hear your passion behind that. But just at a real basic level for for, uh, my community and listeners to know who is this guy, James, um, I'm going to ask you a couple of just simple questions. So so where do you live? So right, right now I reside in Staten Island, New York City. Okay, cool. And did you grow? Did you grow up in New York? Um, so I was born and raised in the Bronx, the Bronx section of New York, which is one of the boroughs, one of the five boroughs. Um, I lived there about twenty six years, and then at twenty seven, well, at twenty six, I got married and moved to Staten Island with my okay. first child. Nice. And how old are you now? I am now forty years old, but I still look like Yee. I'm uh, eighteen. <laughs> you made it. Yeah, you made it, man. Where, where I come from, forty is a is a big number. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm very proud to be here. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. And then, okay, so you've been married for fourteen years. Well, it's about to be fourteen years in June. Whew. Congratulations, man! That's Thank a you, huge man. feat right there. That's a great gift to give your kids. Is is the Ooh. gift of uh, showing that you can make it happen? Commitment. Yeah, man. You know, I, my dad, my dad and my mother were together until about maybe 16, but they were, even though they were together, they were apart, if that makes mm. sense. You know, they lived together, but they weren't really um, passionate about each other at the time. And it's incredible to be able to tell my son, hey, dad is married. <laughs> dad is yeah. not only married, he's been married for a long time, as long as you've been alive. It's kind of crazy. So then, okay. Before I ask you about your kids, you just made this really rad comment, right? So you've been married 14 years. Your parents were married 16, but you said that they were, although they were together, they were always kind of apart. So what's one practical thing that you are doing to not be apart from your spouse? Oh man, um, loving and learning from her every day. Like uh, like there's things that that get on my nerves and then there's things that outweigh that. Right. So I've I've had every single day I, I look for something to to sort of make it positive. Like especially now during this whole pandemic, we're stuck at home twenty-four hours a day. You could get really, really tired of somebody really, really fast. So I try to look at something positive every day, which is, hey, she gave me my kids. That mm. that with that part, she gets a lot of leeway. A lot of leeway. So okay, so she gave you your kids. What's something just in the last week that you go? I'm totally putting you on the spot that you go, man, that she was, she's rad. And, and, and this oh, is, man. 
you know, like, so just like a daily, what? All right. So, something? I, so right now with, with the whole thing that we have here, um, you know, she, she has a teacher friend that my wife's a teacher. She's been an educator now for about 20 years. Um, she's teaching first grade and one of her teacher friends lost her husband to um COVID in a matter of two days. Wow. And I heard, wow. yeah, I heard my wife say that and I go, you know what, man, you should take the day off. You know, like don't teach the kids, take the day off, just stay home with us, like mourn. And she looked at me with her, her eyes, you know, full of tears. And she goes, I can't. And I go, why not? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ignorant to this, right? Why, why wouldn't you want to take off? I got kids to serve. Mm. That right there showed me that my wife, her, her name is Kimberly. Um, not only is she strong, um, she's devoted. And I, I love people that are strong and devoted to others. So that, that's the one thing that keeps me going with her for real. And dude, what a practical thing to just say, okay, on a daily basis, I can choose to look at the negative because there's all like, there's crap about me. People aren't going to like, or I can choose to see the positive. Now you don't want to be around toxic people, but to choose to see the beauty in your, in your wife and your spouse, if you choose to see that every day, one some simple thing like that, she's going to start seeing that about herself. Yep. And then hopefully also see that about you. So what a freaking awesome, practical yeah. gift, man. Thank you. Thank we you. Need, That's so we, good. It's like you said, we need it, man. We need it. We're, we, you know, yeah. we're stuck around each other all day long now. It's totally different. Like you're, you know, you you have your family and you know what it's like, man. Like we, we were accustomed to having those few hours away. <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so you better find something positive. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. So you got three kids, boys, girls, and then how old are they? I got three boys, all boys, and they are all crazy. One is 13, one is seven, and my youngest, I call him Mr. Snackman. He's three, and he's probably the craziest of all of them. Yeah, the youngest. <laughs> and then are you done? I am done, 100% done. <laughs> like, you know, I joke yeah. around with people all the time. Like, I, you know, the third one, we tried for a girl. Um, I didn't really care if we had a girl or a boy. I, I just wanted yeah. another child. We won't try again. Like we'll 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 have fun, right? <laughs> <We're> <laughs> practice. Not, yeah, we'll practice twenty four seven. But we're not gonna have another child because with my luck, we'll have twin boys. Yeah. And now yeah, we'll yeah. we'll be rolling with you. We'll have five, but instead of yeah. mix, we'll have five boys. I can't have yeah. five boys in this household. Not right now. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Dope, man. So then for you for you, uh, how do you provide for the family? So you you already mentioned your wife works, so you both work. Um, and then you work as well. What is it that you do? Well, I'm a, I'm a, I've been an entrepreneur now for about nine years, I would say. Um, and I start companies, man. Like I, before this, I used to be a network engineer, meaning that if you broke into our, into our systems, I was the guy that chased you around, got the FBI involved, you know, mm. all the data that you took from us. You know, I would show you, I would show people all the breadcrumbs that you would leave online and, yep. and basically snitch you out. <laughs> you did my company wrong. We will find you because we had James Lopez on the scene, you know? <laughs> so I, I did that for a while. And then um, I, I used to work for a book publishing company and I saved enough money. You know, we bought a, a house to handle like that side of things. Um, mm -hmm. And I quit. I quit to chase a, a bigger dream, man. You know, and, and now, now I make my money off of tech. Like luckily for me, I'm getting paid um, to help fathers, but it took a long time. It took me eight years to to see a significant check. Everything else was tech related. And I don't consider that, you know, part of the hustle that I wanted to be part of. So nice. So when, I need, awesome. money, when I need money, I either, I either coach some dads <laughs> or, or I'll jump online and ask somebody if they need some network security stuff. Like if things ever get into a bind, I'll just go back and do some network security work because it pays really well. Luckily we haven't had to touch it. And um, I'm very grateful to the, for that. That's awesome. As you've been a dad and you've been through a few stages already, what have been uh, some good resources to you? Oh, man. I think the biggest resources for me has been, wow, it's been the people on my block in my neighborhood. Mm, um, that's cool. Yeah, I think, you know, I'm not I'm not the type of dad that consumes a lot of dad content. Um, I'm the type of dad that I look at other fathers and I say, man, that was cool. They did that. Maybe I could try it. Maybe I can't. I can't sit there for two or three hours and watch like videos about fatherhood. Um, I can't visit a site to do that. If I jump online, I'm looking at a hip hop site. I'm listening to music. Right. So my neighborhood growing up with my dad, I was able to learn from all of his friends that didn't have fathers. Mm. So that, that was my biggest resource. Like I always think about it. And I say, 
for my kids, how do I get better? Well, I get better by looking at other dads, but I also remember that there was people in my neighborhood that didn't have a father. Mm-hmm. So I always remember what that felt like. Mm. And that, that's like my motivator. Yeah, that's killer. That's good. Because you don't want your kids to ever feel like how you saw other people feel. Yeah. And, you know, and even when you have a father, you know, you, I'm pretty sure you could attest to this. Like, even when you have a father, there's times when they're not present. You know, they, they have mm-hmm. things to handle. Um, and with my father, he um, he's a big influence because he missed a, a couple of my very dear moments, man. You know, like he missed my wedding. He missed my graduation from college, both of my graduations from college. Wow, that's heavy. You know, yeah, all of these things that I'm never going to do again. Right. <laughs> like I'm never going to go back and get another bachelor's. I'm never going to go back and get another master's. Hopefully I'll never get married again. Man, you missed it, bro. I'm not missing yeah. my son's stuff. I'm going to be there with the big heads waving, making a, making a fool of myself. <laughs> but Dude, be- thanks for sharing that. That's big. That's big, you know, and that's the stuff that a lot of times we just don't even say, but the reality is, is it matters. And like, we know it matters. Um, and so choosing to be for our kids, what we either had or didn't have, um, but we know we need and we want um, is powerful. So this, this, podcast is rebel and create fatherhood field notes. The idea is, you know, you're opening up your life, uh, your field notes for us to be able to peer into who is James Lopez, what makes him up, what are things that help him be a great dad so that other dads can like be inspired and encouraged by that. Uh, and the mantra is rebel and create. And what that means is like, let's rebel against the status quo of what either you were we're told you're supposed to be as a dad or a man. And then out of that, don't just rebel for the sake of being rebellious, but create something that you will be um, proud of. So from something small as I rebel against being on my phone at dinner to I'm rebelling against this X, Y, or Z, what's something that either lifelong or currently that you are rebelling against? And what do you hope to create out of that? Oh, this is fun. This is fun because I, I have the perfect, perfect example for this. Um, I'm, I'm rebellious, man. I I do not like to follow the rules. People, people that know me online, they, they always tell me, man, like you're always on the move. What lets you be on the move? Well, I'm always on the move because I don't take instructions very well. (laughs) (laughs) I create my own instructions. Um, and the way that I've proven that, or the way that it really like showed for myself was, it was a great example this year. My mother-in-law actually came to me and we were in the car driving she, we were going to her retirement party. She was working for the MTA for like 60 years, you know, who knows? Um, and she pulled, she, you know, we went on the highway and she looks at me through the mirror and she goes, James, man, what are you teaching your sons? And I looked at her and I go, what are you talking about? And she goes, you know, you've been an entrepreneur for eight years. That life is hard. Are you teaching your kids that it's okay for a male to be home? And I got so upset so mm. upset, so upset that I ripped her apart on Good Morning America and I ripped her apart on the Tamron Hall show. And the reason I ripped her apart was because what I was showing my son was that I wanted to live life my way. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I knew that I had dreams that only I could fulfill and nobody was going to tell me I couldn't do it. Yep. She, she was looking at it different. She was looking at it as you need a career. And as I told her, my career shouldn't matter to you. It's my pockets. (laughs) We are okay. We're not asking for help. We're not begging. (laughs) We're still making good money. It's just untraditional. That's okay. So what I was teaching my kid was chase your dreams. So I rebel against that every single day because I have a lot of naysayers telling me, man, go to tech, go make 200 grand, go make 300 grand. And what I tell them all the time is I'm not going to be happy. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not going to be happy. I'm happy with my hundred grand sitting from home. (laughs) That's good, man. So that's, that's my fight every single day. And I hope she hears this because I, you know, I told her every time I take a shot at her, I was going to remind her. So I hope I'm (laughs) going to pass it to her. (laughs) Rebellious to the max, man. (laughs) I love it. That's, that's fantastic, man. I love that. And, and the way that you're looking at it as an opportunity to not hide it from your kids, right? If, if there's this struggle some months or there's glory some months is to let your kids in on that because then they get to be a part of what does it really look like to be a hunter um, and, and how to be in tune with yourself like that puts a, it puts a different level of pressure on you. But like you said, there's this freedom there. There's this idea of you created something um, 
and that's a great tool to teach your kids. You, you, you know? know, you know, it's funny, man. Like I, I look at, I look at my mother-in-law, I look at a, a lot of the older naysayers and they will bash what we do. Like yourself included, like chasing this entrepreneurship dream. Right. But they'll give you accolades for the things that don't matter. So like the minute I was on the Tamron Hall show, the minute I was on Good Morning America, all of the naysayers called me to congratulate me. That mm. doesn't make my business. That is a media thing. That is a press thing. That's not business. So if you're living your life just to be impressed or to be impressed by press, then you're not living life, man. You know yeah, what I mean? Like that was the a, wrong thing. That was the wrong. That was a byproduct of all the good work that I have done for fathers and entrepreneurship when regards to technology. That's mm. how I got on these shows. If right. that's what made it impressive to you, then man, I don't need to impress you anymore because press is not the way. Press does not pay your bills at all. Right. Right. All. That's good, man. That's really good. So let's talk about fatherhood is lit and cool for dads. So give us. Um, just a couple minutes of what they both are. And then I want to just hammer you with some questions about it. So give it to us. What's fatherhood is lit and what is cool for dads. All right. So it, it first started off with cool for dads. Um, you know, I, I was trying to look for a cool name that I could find that I could actually buy the URL. And I was thinking, you know, I'm always going out with my friends. Everybody's asking me for recommendations. What's out there. That's actually cool for dads to do with their kids. So I went and I went out and I bought that domain and as I'm building out the site and building out the business side of it, um, you know, the business proposal, the business plan, which was get paid by brands to promote their parties, right? Promote, promote their events, their installations, their activations and things like that. One of my friends came up to me and he goes, man, you're the CEO of Fatherhood is Lit. And when mm -hmm. he told me that, I was like, all right, that's it. <laughs> but but I put in so much work into the site. I put in so much work into incorporating the, the business and all that, that I said, you know what? I'm going to keep cool for dads, but the mantra is going to be that fatherhood is lit right cool so what I so they're one in the same they're, they're the same exact thing the only thing is that with cool for dads i could go to a brand and tell them hey i represent fatherhood is lit when you cut me that check you're not going to write fatherhood is lit you're going to write cool for dads because that's i i know that's what you want to see you don't want to mm -hmm. see something that's slanged out right mm -hmm. so so i did that um but they still pay me of course the fatherhood is lit <laughs> they yeah. still write the checks the wrong way um, but father is lit to me was just a way to show dads that their presence doesn't have to be boring. Like you could actually do things with your kids that you enjoy, because if you don't enjoy it, you're not doing it anymore, but your kids might yeah. love it. Yeah. So cool for dads is to do cool things for your kids, uh, with your kids. And so the idea is that the, the cool for dads will become the Yelp for stuff to do with your kids. You got it. You got it. And you know, we all know how slang works. You know, lit is a, a nice word right now. Ten years from now, we might not care about it, right? Right. So, so I want cool to be for dads is yeah, yep. Cool for dads is simple. You get it. And right now, as I've kind of dug around on your site, you, you like anybody can go on there and submit an idea. Um, and so let's, I'm going to ask you, what's an idea somebody submitted. And so you go on there, you submit an idea to encourage other dads, and then you either interview them on your podcast or you write a blog post about it so that then dads could take that and, and it's an idea for them to go do something with their kids. Right. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So I get a lot of, um, a lot of people that'll tell me, Hey, you know what? I, I went to this museum and they had this cool installation for like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. And, and what I'll do is I'll reach out to them and ask them, yo, how was that? Like, was it costly? Was it fun? What's the dress code? Like a big thing for fathers is the dress code. If, if I have to go somewhere and I have to be in a suit to do it, I don't want to do it. That's just not my style. Or if you're, or if you don't know how to show up, then yeah. it might make a dad not want to do it. So that's that's killer. That's such a simple thing to go. Here's the dress code. I love that. Yeah, dress um, code and cost, right? Dress code, dress code, dress code, and code cost. cost, and can I enjoy it? What is there for me to do? Am I just watching? Because if I'm right, just watching, huge. then it's not good for me. That's huge because I think that. I mean, one of the coolest parts of your mission is that the dads should enjoy what they're doing with their kids as well. So like find things you enjoy and then go do them. And I love it because I think sometimes we feel like the only opportunity out there is sports, um, which sports are cool, man, but there's other things you could do. So what's a couple of um, examples of something somebody submitted that have been just like totally killer? Oh man. The, the funny thing is, um, uh, I'm sorry if you hear some background noise. I think they're, they're doing some construction or something. But um, I think one of the funniest 
Well, one of the best things that I gotten from somebody was um actually the Lego events. Lego used to have many 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 builds every month for free. Okay. Where you would go get these kits for free. Like there'll be like 30 pieces to 70 pieces. You'll take maybe 15, 20 minutes and you would just build it. I did not like Legos at all. As a child, I did not like it. The most I did with them was build something big and throw it at somebody. Now <laughs> with my kids, I love it. And it's oh, cool. cool because of those mini, those mini kits. Like now I get to go in there and I know I got 15 minutes to 20 minutes to build this little kit with my son. That's it. So I like the time. It's the timing. It's like, yo, you only got 20 minutes. There's a limit to here. Right? You're going to be here 20 minutes. You're going to knock it out and you get up out of here. And that turned into a tradition where we go to build these things. And then we go spend some money in the mall <laughs> and the money that's spent is usually on food. Like we'll go to Chick-fil-A or we'll go to McDonald's or whatever, but it's become yeah. a tradition. Like the kids expect that every single month. And that came from a, from, from a contributor, man. Came from somebody that's who cool. kind of made Legos is pretty cool. They have this every month. So yeah. for now, is your site more based on your specific area or are there things that a dad in any state or country could get some ideas so I, I try to do cover, where they live. I try to cover everything. Like ever, ever since I started, it was like, man, you know, I, I live in Staten Island. Um, doing it locally wasn't going to work for me because everybody mm -hmm. here is, you know, they're different, right? Like everybody likes mm -hmm. to do different things as, as the world, right? So I didn't want to just limit myself to New York or to Manhattan or to Staten Island. People told me, you know, I come from the tech scene. When you're in the tech scene, they tell you stick to a certain region, stick to a certain city, a, a certain borough. You want your specific um, customers, right? With this one, I took it to the opposite uh, side of it and said, no, I want everybody because I can't talk. The dads, the six or seven dads that I know in Staten Island don't represent the six or seven dads that I know in Dallas. So let me find something that's free or paid that's happening all over the country. Now there are times when I'm promoting specific things. Like if yeah. the Nets, if the Nets are doing a practice for kids, then obviously that's only going to happen in Brooklyn. You know what I mean? But I try to I try to do way more than that. I try to push out other things, other events that are happening elsewhere. Love it. So Cool for Dads is going to be Yelp for Dads. Go on there, find ideas to do with your kids. Uh, but it's also stuff that you would enjoy. And then your Instagram um, and uh, Facebook, I'm guessing, is is like promoting those things as well as just promoting fatherhood. Uh, but I've heard you a few times like you're not uh, just posting like a picture of a dad and a kid for the sake of like a picture of a dad and a kid, you want it to communicate impact. So tell me about that. Yeah. So when I, when I first started my Instagram account, like it, it was, it was tough because when you first start your Instagram account, you start from zero and your first thought is how do I cheat? Right? Like, how do I, how do I get into this, this Instagram algorithm with mm -hmm. the least effort possible? And what I saw was that everybody kept putting cute pictures. It's like, you know, I'm taking a selfie with my son in the bathroom or taking a selfie in front of a heart or, you know, taking a selfie at my seat. And to me, it was like, man, like, that's not that's not what I do. Like, I'm not into the cute stuff. <laughs> right. So yeah. I made it a, a conscious effort to say whenever I post a picture, it has to be meaningful. We have to be doing something. So now if you post a picture, Ned, if you're on a roller coaster and you got your your hands up because you're scared and your child is next to you, that's the picture I want. Because that picture shows the real world, like it shows real life things. And it also encourages you to go do that activity. Now you're just not right. standing in front of your bathroom mirror taking a picture. You're saying, hey, you know what? I want to go on a roller coaster, put my hand up and show my world that show the world that I'm not scared. My child is scared. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, so every every post, everything that you put out, the the hope is that you're encouraging dads to want to go out and and be and do with their children. Do so, try something, try something, try do something. something. And it doesn't have to be big. Like you could be, you know, if somebody posts a picture of their kids and them playing Monopoly, that's a picture that I want because I want to show the dad and their son there or their daughter. And then now I could talk about the stuff that I have to deal with when we play Monopoly. I could talk yeah. about how I destroy my kids with no mercy and they get mad <laughs> and flip the board. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's encouraging. You know what I mean? And that's what I like. Yeah. Selfies, selfies don't do it. Number one dad t-shirts, that don't help dads, man. Like none of those things help. But what helps dads is showing them that they could do something too. Do something just like somebody else. All right, man. So let's dig into this. Why does James Lopez care? Why, Why do you I, care? Man, I, I care because I grew up in the South Bronx where my dad was the father to like 50 kids. And I don't mean biologically. I mean, these are this was the hood. This was the crack era. This was the South Bronx during the 80s. 
where parents were more addicted to a crack pipe than they were to taking care of their kids. My dad had to take care of 20, 30 neighborhood kids. A lot of them didn't make it out, man. But mm. he was their only hope. He was the one that was there focusing on them and myself. That's what I want. I want, I care because I want dads to know that, yo, your absence can really destroy a kid's life. And it, when it destroys the kid's life, everybody around them is destroyed. That kid becomes horrible. That kid could become a, a drug dealer. That kid could become a criminal. Who does it affect? It affects the people around them. So it takes a little bit of presence. I want dads to be, yo, if you're going to go over there and have sex with a female, yo, be man enough to take care of your damn child, whether you wanted the child or not. You have to take care of the child. That's why I care. Too, way too many kids from my neighborhood were left out there to fight for themselves. And now I have to go visit them in prison or I have to go visit their funeral, their grave. I don't want to do that, man. I think it's, I think we could change that, man. I think we really can. Bro, I know we can change that. And as I hear the passion coming out of you, you know, it, and, and we jump to the things like, and you said it, you know, they could become a drug addict. They could go to prison. They could go, you know, there's these kind of like hot buttons. And, and what I hear in your voice is the idea that they could just become a shitty dad. And that yes. is still yes. horrible. Yeah. So it's like, it, it's generational. It's not, yeah. And it's not just the, the dramatic, like, oh, I do drugs now, or I'm in prison now, or I'm this. If, if I go and I'm just a crappy dad because my dad wasn't there, we're creating this cycle of either pr- dads who are there who aren't there or dads who aren't there, right? So it's like, you know, one out of four kids grows up in a fatherless home. It's kind of an old statistic. I don't know what it is now, but okay. So three out of four do, but out of those three out of four, how many of those have an engaged, intentional, loving, listening father? I don't, I don't know that. Maybe one, (laughs) maybe, maybe. And, and that, so that opportunity is huge, man. It's so huge. And that for me is like the whole rebel and create thing is us dudes. What do we want? I want to feel loved, respected, like I matter, like I'm leaving a mark on this earth. And we go out and we try to conquer all this stuff outside. But the real adventure is in our home. Dude, the real adventure to make me feel like a significant warrior, important, can all come from just loving my kids. And And that's why I mess with you, because you know what's the real return on investment, right? And the return on investment of you as a father is being there. Being putting in the work for your kids and now seeing your kids take all of that stuff that they learn from you and becoming their best selves. Yeah. Like that return on investment beats everything, man. Beats everything. So, so you told me why you care. And I mean, we can hear it in your voice. And you know, my second question was going to be, why does it matter? And you totally answered why it matters. It's significant for these kids. Um, my next question then is, why not just be the gre- the greatest dad for your kids? Why do you feel the need to to do all this stuff telling other dads about it? Why does that matter to you? Um because because I understand that other dads need to see dads like me and you or yourself and I actually putting in the work, right? Like it's one thing to tell somebody, "Yo, go out there and and work hard, man. Dress for success." It's another thing to actually see somebody working hard while dressing for success. Right. Mm-hmm. Where, so for me, it's like, why me? Because there's nobody else talking to me. Like you're out here. Right. I just met you. Right. You're talking to me now. We're, we're yep. friends. And we're going to be able yep. to bounce ideas off of each other. This wouldn't have happened if I wasn't out there putting myself out there. It wouldn't have yep. happened if you weren't out there putting yourself out there. So yeah, we, so it's almost the world needs us. <laughs> yeah, it's almost twofold. It's like on one hand, you know that other dads need what you have to yeah. offer. Yeah. But then you also know that you need other dads to sharpen your craft. Dude, I, I need you. I need you. I need your journal. I need your podcast. Yeah, that's good. The, the things that you learn are things that you're gonna pass on to me without me even having to ask. Mm-hmm. I don't need to ask you for these things. All I have to do is jump on Apple Podcasts, jump on another service, and I'm going to hear it come out your mouth. Now yeah. I get to learn it. I get to apply it. That's why the world needs you and I. And there's good, way man. too many fakes out there. Like, you know, we talked about the cutesy stuff. How many people online right now during this whole COVID dilemma are out there doing the flip the switch um, uh, TikTok, where they stand mm-hmm. in front of a mirror, you know, they're dancing with their kids, and now they switch clothes 
their kids are wearing their clothes and the parents are wearing diapers. Yo, that doesn't help me make be a better dad. <laughs> what that does is make them look good, right? That gets them the women to click like. I don't know too many dads that are going on people's content and clicking like because I just saw you, Ned, in underwears. I don't want to see Ned yeah. in underwears, man. <laughs> I just want to see my wife. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's, and that's why they need us because we could actually talk about the real things that happen in fatherhood and we're not afraid to do so. A lot of the people that are doing these things for gimmicks and for likes or for clout for Instagram, they're doing it for, for self-fulfilling reasons. Mm. Once Instagram disappears, they disappear. I know you heard that mantra before. Like you build your business on top of a platform. That platform disappears. Where are you going? You better have something else. I hope yep. that I you have better be more. offering value. Yes. And I hope that I'm offering enough value where if Instagram goes down tomorrow, somebody will just go to the website. The website will be up. The website will be up. My phone number will still be on. Call yeah. me. You know what I mean? That's, That's why good. they need us. They need us. So I hear you talk a lot about impact. Impact. We've talked about a little bit already. What's the impact that you want to have on your kids? Oh man, it, it goes back to to the the conversation with my mother in law. You know, I, I, the impact is to show them that even if I fail, even if I fail, if I fall on my behind in the next couple years, and everything is done for, like I've lost, at least they know that dad tried. <laughs> mm. and, and it sounds so cliche, right? But it's the honest truth. Like, how many people do we know work jobs that are great? Some jobs are dead end jobs, right? And we talk to them and they say, man, I wish I would have tried that when I was 20 years old. I wish I would have tried that at 30 years old. Man, I wish I would have tried that at 40, 50. They'd never try it. I want yeah. my kids to know that, yo, if you want to try it at 20, go ahead and do it. You want to try it at 30? Go ahead and do it. No matter what age you want to go try to do more than what you're expected to do, that'll be here for you. I got your back. I can't build your business, but I'll be there to help you out. I would maybe do that dream for sure. Yeah, what's cool is um, in that, you know, I think that sometimes our youth see this mentality of like, oh, I, I tried that last month and I'm going to try this this month. I'm going to, but just based on, you know, something you said a minute ago, you've been at this fatherhood thing for eight years, did you so, say? I, so I've been an entrepreneur for about nine years now. I've been okay. doing the fatherhood um, initiative for about three and a half now. Okay. I mean, that's time, right? Three and a half years, that's significant. So when you, not only are you teaching them, the impact that you want to have on them is, is that you want to show them to try to go after their dreams, to go after um, some gut feeling intuition that they have about something, but you're going to put the freaking work in to, at the end of the day, say, Hey, I gave it, I gave it my all on this. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, there's a lot of byproducts that come from that, right? Where with my kids, my son is in middle school now. So the impact isn't just on him. Like, I'm not just impacting him anymore. Now his friends are watching everything. Every, I mean, everything. They're on my Instagram. They're on my lives. They listen to the podcast. I'm not just impacting my son anymore. And I'm not just impacting adults. Now the kids are looking for it. Like, I walk into my son's basketball game at middle school, and there's parents lined up, you know, on the bench. Yep. All the kids are in the corner screaming, fatherhood is lit. Fatherhood is lit. Embarrassing as that is, it feels good because I know that they're watching me. So they hold me accountable. Where now yep. the things that I put out there, they're looking at it and saying, wow, Jaden's dad just took Jaden to see the Lion King or Jaden's dad took him to the basketball game. I'm going to go ask my dad to do the same thing. So it's almost like now I'm giving dumb suggestions, right? Where now yeah. I really feel the impact. And I've had parents come to me and tell me, yo, my son told me that he watches you on Instagram which is crazy. I don't know why kids are watching me, but, uh, but he told me, you know, I, my kid watches you on Instagram and because of you, we went to go see Jurassic park. That's and rad. Like, oh, that's dope. He doesn't follow me. His kid does. So the yep. impact is more than just, you know, the dads, you know what I mean? Yeah. And dude, think about, think about the, the work you're doing 30, 40 years from now, when those kids have teenagers, they're looking at you, man. And like you said, you're, you kind of watched how your dad, you know, sounds like he was there for a lot of neighborhood kids and was there for you as a kid, but then there were times he wasn't there. And so that's shifting up your game of what's important to how you're there for your kids. And so, you know, you watched him, these other kids are watching you. It's going to help define the type of fathers that they are one day. Um, yeah. And they're going to be next level, right? So they saw what you did. They're going to hopefully push that. And, uh, 
hopefully it's just this incredible domino effect so that, you know, I kind of say the hundred year plan, like the work you and I are doing right now, what does it look like when you and I are gone? So when we're gone, we want this to be going still, you know, my kind of, I say, you know, if I say mother's day, there's this feeling of like doves flying like oh you know mother's day day, the cute day (laughs) but that's because let's just be real dude moms are freaking incredible they never bail out they rarely okay in general let's say they're barely the ones who are bailing out on their kids now it happens yep but if we're to look at collectively right so then you got father's day uh it doesn't have that same i don't see any doves flying I don't, um, you know, there's well, not that same ah. And, and for Father's Day, everybody says, "Yo, Father's Day, Happy Father's Day to the mama." So it has that that negative stigma already, right? Where we're where we're saying we might have earned it, single mamas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we might have earned that, but my hope is that you know, when you and I are gone, that that there's like a different meaning for that. Yeah, and I think so, it, I think it, I think it will happen because what what we you know, what we're talking about right now, like we're not just encouraging our, our dads to step their game up. We're setting the foundation for our kids where now they have a foundation to follow and we're going to push them to actually add another layer to that foundation. So think of it as a house. I built you the basement. I built you the foundation. Now every story is on you and your kids. Now, if you want a one story house, go build it. You want a two story, three story. All right. You got to put in more work, yeah. but I gave you the foundation and you will never go less than that foundation. You'll never be under the house. The foundation is strong. We got you. That's good. That's good. Okay, so I have a few last questions for you. Look it up. Okay, Let's you, do it. you, you're going to be the guy who has the answer for what's the cool stuff to do with your kid. So right now, anywhere in the world, COVID-19, we might be on lockdown. You might not anymore, whatever. What's something that somebody can do with their kids? So for me, for this time, like I've taken it upon myself to say what's fun for me isn't always necessarily fun for my kids. And I'm so lucky because there's so many dads out there that are fighting custody battles that can't be stuck Mm -hmm. at home with their kids. Right. I am so lucky that I've learned for this during this time to just say, Jaden, Jordan and Justin, what do you want to do? My my seven year old asked me the other day to play Call of Duty. I've never in my life let him play Call of Duty. Guess what? We played Call of Duty this week and he was fantastic. <laughs> He's way better than me because I barely play that game. Same thing with my son. My son said, dad, you never play um, Fortnite with me. Come play with me. I told him, grab your friends. Let's go do this. And it was the simple thing of just saying, what is it that you like to do? This is your time now. I'm not going to, I can't take you to a basketball game. I can't take you to see the Lion King. But I could do something that you always wanted to do with me that I didn't know you wanted to do. Mm. And it's been fun because I just get to to separate them. Now I get to say, let me get 30 minutes with you. Let me get 30 minutes with you. Let me get 30 minutes with you. And it's very, very fulfilling, man, to be honest. So my advice to dads, ask your kids, ask your kids, what is it that you always wanted to do with me that we didn't get to do before? And just do it. Suck it up. I'm, I'm about being I'm about having fun. So suck it up. And find a way to have fun. <laughs> yeah, because I think you can have fun in those things. And then if you're willing to ask your kid, hey, what do you want to do? So dads, right now you're listening. If you go say, hey, what do you want to do today? If they tell you something, do it. Do because it. if if you don't, when you ask them next time, they're not going to tell you. Yeah, and they might not you tell know? you now. You might ask them now, what do you want to do? And they might look at you and say, man, you ain't, you're not going to do what I want to do. Like mm-hmm. I know you already. Yo, flip the script. Flip the script. Nah, you don't know what I'm willing to do. Let's go do it. <laughs> Let's go. Dude, it's a, it's so good. Yes, it's so good. The other day, my seven-year-old, I popped out of, uh, you know, we're, we're staying in an Airbnb right now during this time. And uh, and I uh, popped out of the one of the bedrooms doing some work. And my seven-year-old, the youngest, said, hey, will you play dominoes with me for a minute? And in my head, I'm like, dude, I was just, a you know, I'm, I'm in the middle of my work day, you know? And I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's 15 minutes. Let's sit down. And we sat down. And of course, it wasn't a real game of dominoes. It was like (laughs) setting up, you know, so that we could make them all knock down. And then it was building houses. Um, But really just trying to train myself to just switch into a presence mode, which is something that you talk about is being present. Because I could have just sat there and did a half-assed job playing that with her just thinking about what I was going to do next. And and a little tip that I have found that's helpful is, is I'll set my timer for, 
you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes um, on my phone and flip it upside down. So I know, okay, I told myself I'm going to have this. I'm going to be fully present until that timer goes off because then I'm not like every few minutes looking over at my phone, like, oh, what time is it now? Or what notification? You're not fully present. You're not present. Um, Okay. So killer, just ask your kid what they want to do and then go do it with them and make it fun. Give it to them. And then, then the second round you pick. You know, yeah. if you want to do something fun that you love to do, like, like I really want my kids to build, um, we, we have a whole bunch of 3d machines, like the pens, like the 3d pens, oh, from, cool. uh, a company called 3d doodler or 3d three mm-hmm. doodler, something like that. And they sent me all of these kits and it's a STEM activity. I want my kids to learn how to do it. They don't, they don't want to do that. They want to go play video games. Well, let me go play video games with you. And then next time I'm going to ask you take five minutes and just make me the F of fatherhood is lit with the 3d stuff. And I guarantee mm-hmm. you they'll do it for me because they know dad is going to go do what they want. Like kids are smart, man. Like we look at kids and we treat them like little guys and girls where we look at them and we say, there's no way your head is fully developed to understand what's going on. Nah, they understand. <laughs> they understand way more than what we think. And it's pretty dope to see. Dude, that's incredible. Super incredible. All right, man, James, dude, I enjoy talking fatherhood with you so much knowledge. I love your passion around it. So I got two last questions for you. And, and first I'll teed up with this, man, you're doing such cool stuff with cool for dads and, and your dreams for it to continue to develop into this Yelp for dads and encouraging dads to be present and, and be creative with their kids. Um, is there any last things that you'd like to share with dads around cool for dads or fatherhood is lit before we uh, wrap this conversation up? Yeah, I, I really, really, really want to emphasize that your presence not only matters, but it doesn't have to be boring. Like we as mm. dads, we we like to play second fiddle, so to speak, right? Like we like to go to places with our kids that we know they're going to love, but we hate. Why not switch it? Why not do something that you know they're going to love and add in, add in something specific that's going to make it fun for you? Like my son loves to play basketball. I love watching basketball. Guess what? We're going to go watch a game. <laughs> you know, it's that simple. Like your presence doesn't have to be boring. You do not have to be forced to do things that you do not like to do. Maybe we do it once because we, we love our kids. But after that, we might not do it again. Right. So if that's going to be the case, you might as well just go forward and do something fun that you like. Like take your loves, take the things you like. I, I grew up in a world where graffiti was huge. I took my son to learn how to write graffiti. Yeah, it, that's it, cool. And it, and it was a way to learn about the arts, right? Where now he got to learn about the arts while I got to watch him make bubble letters that I still can't make. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that that was memorable because now every time somebody tells me, hey, what's next? Well, I really want to host another graffiti event because it was something that was fun for my child and myself. So you got to find things, play around with it. Like nobody could ever give you the blueprint as to how to have fun because everybody's an individual. There's things that I like that you don't like. Play around with it. Find things that you like. And when you find something that you like that you could do with your kid, double down on it. Do it more than once. You like going to a theme park? Buy a season pass. Not only will a season pass get you to the park more, it'll also save you money. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So it's like you can find little hacks that make things fun and affordable, but you have to try. If you don't try it, you're not going anywhere. And that's the same for business too. I love it, man. That's killer. So good. Yeah. Keep it practical. Keep it simple. But also think about what you enjoy doing. Write down what are your loves and then invite your kids into those things. Yo, use the Uh, journal, bro. Use your journal. Use your journal. Write the things that you love to do and make it a goal for yourself every month to do something that you like to do with your child. Put them on. Yeah. Put them on. Put them on the things because if you don't, all they want to do is play video games. Well, Mm -hmm. let let me put you on to this guy named Michael Jordan who reshaped how the NBA was played because I love Michael Jordan. Now I get to share that love with my child. And guess yeah. what? after we're done with Jordan, we're going to Kobe. After we're done with Kobe, we're going to Shaq. Now the That's tradition cool. continues. You know what I mean? And it's, it's so I- funny. Yeah, dude. I love that you're saying that. Okay. So, so like right now my, so I have four daughters and a son and my son. So I, I love skateboarding. Yeah. I love it. And, and so I, you know, from when he was little, he's had a skateboard, we've skateboarded together. Funny now though, during this COVID-19, we've actually been skateboarding together more than ever because there's a skate park right down the street. Not many people are there. So we've been going, but here's the thing that you said, you're introducing him to, uh, 
making his screen time maybe a little bit of educational sometimes like he's probably checking out well let me watch some old clips of jordan let me check out you some stuff it. about this guy and now with my son we're doing the same thing but skate videos so i'm like all right dude check out <laughs> this guy and how he skates and this guy and his flow and and how this is his trick and and so it's fun so then like i'll walk by the couch and i'll see him watching skate videos and, <laughs> and so good eh? <laughs> it's cool because it's something i love and he's absorbing a culture and, and learning and growing. So yeah, dude. And so what's your thing, right? You love basketball. I love skateboarding. We're doing this thing. So if you're listening, don't do what I'm doing. Don't do what James is doing. What's your thing? Do what you. is it that you love and you're passionate about? Pass that on to your kid and also be okay if they don't love it. Like there's been times where my kid isn't into skating. And so I'm not going to push it on him and be like, well, this is shouts skateboard. Well, Maybe not every shout skateboards. So um, cool. Learned, All right. I learned, so my... I learned that the hard way with my son, man. Like we do a lot of basketball and mm. he wanted to play basketball. I took him to training and I was his coach, which was frustrating as hell. If For the dads out there, if you really, really love a sport, do not coach your kids. Do not mm. do it because they will not be as hungry as you are. And it will be super frustrating. And that's what I got in with my, with my son where it's like basketball. He loves it. He doesn't love it like I do. And that's okay. That's okay. Now I know how to fall back and let him do what he likes to do. I'll encourage him to do some more sports. But instead of me telling him, damn, Jaden, you suck. <laughs> instead of telling him that, I look back and I say, all right, man, let's go find something else. <laughs> yeah, that's insightful, man. Like, I think it's cool. I think there's a huge opportunity for parents to um, coach their kids. But I think that it's insightful to say, what's your level of passion for something? Because if you are too, too much you might just totally squash your kid's joy of it. And maybe he just likes to shoot basketball and not be number one. And if you're going to, if you're going to have a hard time with the two of you's relationship with that, um, then maybe you shouldn't do it, man. It reminds me, I had a killer conversation with my friend, John, and he was talking about his son choosing not to do uh, baseball in college and how he had always kind of dreamt of that for him and having to find the balance of being okay to to lay off, you know, knowing knowing your kid well enough to know when do I push my kid into an opportunity because they're they're being a kid versus knowing that this isn't this isn't the direction their life is going. So to back off as to not strain my relationship, you definitely got to be in tune as a dad to be there. So that's super insightful, yeah, man. I, thanks for I, thanks for sharing that. I mean, I think one of the worst things we could ever have. You know, we talk about legacy, right? And the future. Yeah. One of the worst things that could ever happen to any of us is hearing our kids say, I only did this because my dad forced me to do it. I think that would hurt me, man. And I would be embarrassed to hear that. Even yeah. if he excels at it, even if he, even if I forced him to play basketball and he became the next Kobe Bryant, I would be upset if he jumped on the media and said, I'm only playing this because my dad made me do it. Mm. Then it's like, damn, I'm a sucker. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I forced Dude. my dreams on him. Oh man, that's the yeah. way to do it. It's a tough balance though. So like right now, my oldest daughter, she's tried to tell us she doesn't want to play piano anymore. And I personally wish that my parents forced me to play piano. We, they didn't. Uh, I see her love for music. So I'm like, all right, give me six more months and let's see how you feel then. So it's really a delicate, like, is she just going to hate me? Not, you know, but hate me for making her play piano. But then you're also the parent and you know who they are and you're trying to help them see who they are. So yeah, that's delicate, man. But, but the, the thing is, is you and I are willing to have the conversation Yes. and, and to be okay with saying, we're not going to figure this out right now, but we're going to talk about it. This is a relationship. It's a two way street. So let's talk about it. So ongoing um, process, man. Ongoing process. Yeah. So you mentioned legacy. So let's end with that. You shared some incredible insight already about the, the impact you want to have on your kids to make sure that they are always willing to try to go after things they're passionate about. But when you think about the word legacy, 15, 20, 30 years from now, if you could peer into the homes of your children, what is the what is the legacy that you would see? The pieces that James, the, the father, had imparted to your kids as they're now parenting? Um, that for me, to make me 100% happy and know that I did the right thing as a father would be to see my kids actually sitting there with their kids and letting their presence actually talk for them. Where it's like, they're not just telling people online, here's a cool picture of us at Disney. No, we're at home reading a book. We're at home doing chores. 
if I could look back or look forward and actually mm. see my kids doing things like that, like actually actually flipping their phone over for like that they don't look at the time like you did, I've won. I won already because that's that's gonna lead them to do even greater things. Right? That means that the foundation that I worked so hard to lay actually worked. They understood the power of being a present dad. That's my legacy right there. That would be phenomenal. Hey, I'll take I'll take a gym named after Lopez. That'd be dope too. But seeing my kids, <laughs> actually, seeing my kids actually doing the work, yo, I would love to see my son take over fatherhood as lit, even if he doesn't work it. I would just love for him to keep it going. Hire mm. people to work it, but understand that it's needed because it's powerful. A yeah. dad's a dad's presence is one of the most powerful things available ever. If you don't believe that, go into any neighborhood. Talk to kids that don't have dads. And you might actually cry about it because you might actually hear something that you never expected to hear. But you don't know that because you might have had a father. Mm -hmm. I I want my son to know, Jaden, Jordan, and Justin, you had a dad that was present. He cared for you. Now you guys are going to go serve the the world too. You're going to go become scientists. You're going to go become doctors. But you're never, ever, ever going to turn your back on your kids or your community. And then I won. It's beautiful, man. And and I'll just say, dude, you are living that, right? You. So you too, you're man. living that. You are a present father. I can hear the love you have for your kids, for your spouse, for other fathers. This isn't a brand for you. Um, for the sake of a brand, you are constantly in that battle of making it impactful and authentic and genuine, which those words, you know, have been so kind of bastardized, but oh my goodness, yeah, you are living it and you're doing your best to share it with the world around you. So I just commend you. I say, thank you for being an example for me, for other dads, for your sons, for their friends, yeah. big time, bro. <laughs> so keep, keep being James Lopez, keep that growth mindset keep that engagement with who you are, who you're becoming and who you are for your family and uh, continue to uh, change the world, man, through those daily actions of being present. Exactly, man. And thank you. Thank you, Ned, man, because you you told me something today that's always going to stick, man. We we don't need to be the next person. We just got to be ourselves. And that's the truth. That's right, man. You you your kids don't need Ned. They need, <laughs> they need, they need, Ned. They need because, the crazy Spanish guy. <laughs> because you have something to offer them that I could never offer them. And that's that power of influence. That's that power of you're their dad. You're the only dude on the planet that those three boys get to use the word dad. That's strong as hell right there, bro. That's the truth right there. That's a quotable, bro. What another great conversation around fatherhood. I just love talking to dads who are so passionate about their opportunity to love, lead, and serve their families. I just hope that you walk away from this inspired. Make sure to go check out Cool for Dads. Check out the Fatherhood is Lit hashtag and help support all that James is doing. I want to say thank you to all you dads out there listening to Rebel and Creates Fatherhood Field Notes podcast. What you do matters. Do not be like everybody else. Be yourself. That is who your kids, spouse, and community needs. This is your guide, Ned. Shout together. Let's rebel against the view that fatherhood has little impact and create lives engaged in the craft of fatherhood. And as always, please go follow us on Instagram and Facebook so you could stay in tune with all that we're doing with Rebel and Create. Thank you, and we'll talk to you next time.